All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live nonstop Leafs talk starts now. And just like that, it's another Friday. It's hard to believe it's been a week since the NHL trade deadline, but time flies when you're having fun as we push forward to the Stanley Cup playoffs in about 18 games from now, presented by Points Back Canada. It's the Friday edition of Lease Morning Take, Nick Alberga and Jay Rosell. What's up, Rosie? Not much, dude. Just wondering if the Maple Leafs all simultaneously retired or what's going on? Feels like we haven't watched hockey in a week. And crazy enough, it's only like a three-day break. They were last in action on Tuesday when they beat the New Jersey Devils uh, spectacular yeah. fashion to finish off that five-game road trip. And they've had a couple days to lick their wounds, getting set for the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow. But you had a chance to do some pre-scouting last night, from what I understand. You watched the Vegas-Tampa game. I love your eyes lit up there. You got scared. You thought you missed something there. But the Vegas-Tampa game, what'd you make of that one? <laughs> yeah, like chippy as hell, man. There was... I would call it a full-out brawl was going on. Um, lots of chippiness, lots of after-the-whistle action. Had a total playoff feel um, going on. They did not like each other. It's kind of weird. You didn't wouldn't think they'd have that much uh, history to get heated, but they pissed each other off, and it was great to see. And Tampa lost, which is fantastic, but uh, yeah. had that playoff vibe and made me start thinking – you know, the Leafs wouldn't really fit into this type of game all that well. <laughs> 
Leafs prior, and then all of a sudden you start to look at the bodies they've brought in, and they do have some guys that can get their noses in there and and go toe to toe with some of those guys that are trying to be rats and disturbers and draw penalties and all the rest of it. We've thickened up a little bit. I'm excited to see this group in the playoffs. Because even the thing with Tampa and their big boys, like they're not afraid to get in the thick of things. Like Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, uh, Nikita Kucherov has a dark side to him, man. When he snaps, he snaps and he loses his shit. Like it's just a different type of demeanor from these guys. I think on top of that, no Victor had been for the second straight game for Tampa. Obviously, he's a difference maker in a seven-game series. Vasilevsky hasn't been great that <laughs> you know lately. So that's another sidebar story to look for as we move closer and closer to that first-round matchup with Tampa. But I do think pound for pound, the, the Leafs actually match up better with Tampa than, say, like a Boston team. I, I don't know. It's it's had that feel for a couple of years now. I don't mind the matchup, quite frankly. Yeah, me neither. Um, I I think that now we got some of those guys, like even if they want to get into the muck of it there in the gutters a little bit with Patty Maroon and Corey Perry, we got some guys that can settle them down or make sure they're not taking control of a game. And, you know, if uh, Fasilevsky doesn't absolutely stand on his head, which he's obviously capable of doing, yeah. um, they're a pretty beatable team with our group, I think. And you just got to bring your best stuff and show up in the playoffs, which is what everybody's waiting to see. Man, I told you that from day one. Can you believe today is uh, our 100th show? Not together, because uh, obviously you've done some, you know, um, three hits with roses and all that. But 100 shows. And I told you that on day one when we started this thing. Dude, this 82-game stretch does not matter. It, it all matters about game one to game seven of the first round. And I can't believe we're 18 games away from finally figuring out, like, one way or another, what is this team? Are they fake? Are they real? Are there changes coming? Yeah. I love it. It's crazy. At the beginning of the season, yeah, we were talking and <laughs> the modern, the consensus was just nothing matters. This season's a wash. It and doesn't. I was like, holy shit, we got a long ways to go before playoffs. But click, click, you go through the fall, Christmas comes and goes, you get a good evaluation of where everyone is, get through those dog days a little bit, wait for, you know, all-star break, trade deadline, and boom, you're looking down the barrel at uh, at playoffs. And even even more even the fact that we've known who our playoff opponent's going to be since pretty yeah. much Christmas hasn't hasn't dulled down the action at all. So, man, I am excited to be part of this during the playoffs. It's creeping down on us right now. Coming up, we're getting halfway through March here. It's coming, man. And I I like to watch the playoff hockey, but to be as invested in the Leafs and whatnot, and it's different being invested as a as a guy that follows a team or reports on a team or the media side. I think it's totally different and. I'm seeing things as a fan and as a guy that uh, yeah. it's totally different than a player. And it's it's like a totally new look for me. And I'm I'm totally excited. I, I should say totally more, but totally. No, I love it. I love it. It's like very Mean Girls-esque of you. But also the fact that like, it, it just like, it, it's so dramatic with every win and every loss. And you've been in that room where it's not really that case. Guys are level-headed. They're chill. They understand sort of what's that, what's that task here. And I think they stay grounded. Whereas... Even then, you know, a game 45 loss to the Arizona Coyotes, the fan base is just losing their collective shit. It's amazing, like, behind the scenes what it's like, and it's also amazing what it's like in front of our eyes here. Yeah, and, like, an example, I was watching the Oilers game yesterday. They're playing Boston. They get up by one goal, and, like, every minute that ticks down past that, like, eight-minute mark, the excitement just rises and the crowd just rises and it rises and you just wait for yeah. this anticipation of this excitement to come and it's just more and more intense as you go. And that's just fun as a fan and that's just expected because Boston's yeah. going to pour it on. But on the bench, the Oilers, 
every shift and every shot that goes against and every time the crowd goes in it, we're sitting there going, get the puck out of our zone and box out to the outside and get it deep. Yeah. And what are we doing? And it's like, it's expected as a crowd, but when you're in the thick of it, it's like, why would we let them tilt the ice towards us tilt it in there? And it's just, it's just a different look yeah. and it's fun. And it's, uh, it's exciting to kind of be a fan and not be just be invested in a different way, man. And lucky for you, you've got both sides of the spectrum. Having played in the league and now as a media member slash fan. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. And don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Also, as we've uh, teased all week, starting Monday, we're taking the live show to our very own YouTube page at the Leafs Nation 401, at the Leafs Nation 401. So if you're subscribed here in the Nation Network, continue to do so, but just know that our live show, this show you're watching right now, I know it's taped as well. You're watching it right now. We'll be live on at Leafs Nation, at the Leafs Nation 401 uh, coming up on Monday. So make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. And we'll get to them later on in the show. But for now, let's get over the boards. All right. So for the uh, second time, I guess in what, 10 days, 11 days, the Leafs and Oilers will go toe to toe on hockey night in Canada. The last game, I believe, was on a Wednesday, a couple weeks back in Edmonton, a 5-2 win for the Oilers. Would that be brought up in the room first and foremost in the pre-scale? Would they bring back that game and say, guys, you you stunk up the joint that night? Yeah, I mean, I think they would definitely have watched video about what happened and they would have broken that down yesterday. Um Maybe this morning. This morning, you'd stay on some positive stuff and show what we need to do on the power play, and they'd have special teams video and, and meetings and whatnot, and they'd definitely touch on why you lost and, and watch the video to give examples so guys can actually see. And then game day, it's kind of getting more on the positive track, like let's get jacked up, let's start, let's start getting ready. And you can't dwell on the past anymore on game day, but they've definitely looked at it, addressed it, had meetings about it, and, and, uh, and gone over it. So they should be hyper aware of what happened and why they lost. And, you know, sometimes that stuff is, uh, is important and sometimes you just got to do it, depending on how you lost and what the circumstances were. But, uh, you know, they have a fresh look at these guys and, you know, they know quite a bit about them playing them just 10 so days ago, like you said, but Oilers are kind of coming in on a, on a high. That's for sure. Oh, dude, they're feeling it. They go into Boston last night. The Bruins had lost or won 10 in a row. Excuse me. The Bruins haven't lost more than one in a row this season. It's crazy. But the big story for me is that Connor McDavid is really quiet last night, which is scary for Leafs fans because he's rolling into town on Saturday night. He had one shot, zero points. And a minus one. Uh, it really, really is crazy. I, I don't think Edmonton gets enough respect for how much depth they have up front. They got a Vander Kane back in the mix. Zach Hyman, former Leafs, had a great year. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been fantastic. Some of their bottom six guys have really elevated. Evan Bouchard scores last night. Uh, we'll get to the goaltending conversation as well. But they're feeling pretty damn good coming into town because they're in the rare um, you know, group of teams, including the Maple Leafs, who have actually beat Boston this year in regulation. Yeah, totally. I mean, and that's bang on. They did it with their depth last night. They had, uh, yeah. you know, D-man score and different guys step up. And it wasn't just Connor McDavid um, going end-to-end -end twice to tie the game. It was, uh, it, was the, it was the opposite, really. So good on them for showing their depth. I mean, it's what they've lacked. They got the two best players in the league in a lot of ways um, doing almost everything for them. And 
I think they've proven that you can't go the distance with that. And if they start showing a lot of depth and, and they can fill holes mm-hmm. when Connor isn't having three-point nights, you know, look out. This team could be very solid. And you touched on it there. They get some goaltending. Um, sky's the limit for them. And they showed it last night by by holding strong and showing a huge third period and and beating Boston, man. Shocked them in their, in their own barn. So they'll be coming in hot. And it kind of sucks that Connor McDavid will be doing some uh, – some refocusing here coming into Toronto and that's not great for the Leafs fans, but uh, they'll have to prove they can shut him down and, and play their game too. It really is scary. Uh, not to mention uh, Darnell Nurse, the rare hero in that game. He struggled offensively once again this year, but really starting to cook are the Edmonton Oilers and they, uh, they score big time, two points on the road. Watch out for Edmonton when it comes to the Pacific division. I was going to ask you too, like that dreaded first game back after a long road trip, would you be more concerned if you were the Leafs if, like, that game was two games after? You've had a couple of days to rest and, and chill out uh, after, a, you know, a trip on the West Coast. No, I like it. Um, they've been home. They've been they've gotten comfortable. They've gotten back into their comfort zone in their own building with their own facilities. Um, everybody's there. You're at home. You see the family. You're not living out of a suitcase. You're not – you don't have a shitty bed or whatever that you don't like in the hotel. Um, everything's normal, and they're back to their – back to their routine basically so I expect them to be ready and focused and uh and chomping at the bit to get going again here and I don't think it's uh it's a bad deal at all they're back home where they've had success and uh we'll see who starts this game in in net I'm not sure if it's mm-hmm. been announced yet has it it has well that's what I was going to say so it's Matt Murray I I think you're alluding to Toronto but I'm alluding to Edmonton yep. uh that is my question uh, I've been waiting all year I love the revenge angle how do you not put Jack Campbell in there? I know he can't stop a beach ball, but if you want to get the guy going, put him against his former team. How often has it happened in this league where a guy struggles, plays his former team, and he takes off? And I know there was a moment, I believe, in January where Campbell really found his game. He he has been dreadful this year. So I'll ask you this question. Was passing on Jack Campbell one of the best moves Cal Dubas has made as Leafs GM, period? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Rosie? Uh, no, uh, no, not one yes. of the best. Answer is yes. Good, yes. It, yes. Answer is yes. <laughs> it was a good move. It was a good move, and I was surprised when Edmonton picked them, him up. They have problems with goaltending, and they go to a guy who is just proven to – not be able to get it done really at the end of the day. Um, just not good enough to go the distance. I don't believe at this point in time. And I think that they must've put all their eggs in the basket of, well, it's tough for a goalie to be in the Toronto market and he can be even better than he was in Toronto. And he just, he's just not right now. So yeah, they, they, they rolled the dice and missed, but I, I wasn't crying when they passed on Jack Campbell. I loved the goaltending moves they made before they even played a game and definitely a smart move on their part. I don't think, Dubis after like not having success for those years and not getting it done, why you'd extend him to something big. It's kind of like, oh God, like we we need to we need a little bit something different. And he went out and got it. If it weren't for Stuart Skinner, I think Ken Holland would be out of a job right now. The guy was an all-star this year in Skinner. He saved the season. I mean, McDavid could do what he wants, dry to dry saddle the same. They can score the way they want, but Stuart Skinner has solidified that crease, which to me that's the biggest story of this Edmonton season, if you can believe it, considering what number 97 has put together. But just look at those numbers for Campbell, man. He got five times five, $25 million, 882, 357. Yeah, the wins are there because his team's ridiculous offensively. But what a misfire, man. Like, I don't even know what to do with that contract because it's just you're one of five. Like, they got to roll with this guy for the next four years or the next couple of years until they can buy him out. It's, it's scary, man. Well, there's no one saying he can't rebound from this season, but like <laughs> over True. three and a half yeah. goals against is, is not ideal. And I, I hope to hell he plays uh, tomorrow or to, tomorrow night because it's going to be a good angle for us. It's going to be good to have him in there. I think he'll probably be nervous, and I don't think he's got all the confidence in the world. I, I, I think if you try to, I think if you're going to try to throw him in there and give him some confidence, you throw him in against Columbus or something and see if you can get him yeah. a win and get going. This is a, a big game. The team's flying high. He's going to be gripping it a little bit, saying, oh, shit, I don't want to let the team down. I got all these outside distractions. All the media is going to be up his ass all day long. I think they'd be smart if they didn't start him, but yeah. uh, it would be cool if they did. Fingers crossed. Dude. I won't lie. It's a dream for me. Um, I think it would be amazing in terms of the narrative. Do I think it's going to happen? Unlikely. Stuart Skinner's been outstanding, man. You beat the Boston Bruins. I think you deserve that next start. But it's just so unfortunate. You play Edmonton twice, and we're not going to see Jack Campbell this season, which we're going to see the video tribute. Unfortunately, I think he's going to be wearing the ball cap on the bench. But I just want to highlight the numbers and bring up Jack Campbell. And this wasn't meant to just rip on Jack Campbell, but I think Kyle Dubas actually deserves a lot of credit for passing on that when Campbell and, and good on him. The market spoke for itself. It said five times five makes a lot of sense. That's a good deal. That's what Campbell should command. He got it from, from a desperate team in the Edmonton Oilers and good on the Maple Leafs to pass. But it's pretty crazy. I was thinking last night too, like in our wildest dreams, could we have ever foreseen a scenario like this where Jack Campbell's getting lit up left and right? And then for all the scrutiny the Maple Leafs took about adding Samsonov and adding Matt Murray, when healthy, both those guys have been fantastic. Like, it really is night and day when you compare it to what Jack Campbell has put forth this season. Yeah, I think last year was more of a, what is Campbell going to do? Because he could be good, but he was very streaky. And you'd go on losing streaks because he didn't have his game. And it was a big groaner where it's like, fuck, we were ready to put the pieces together. And then Campbell kind of lays an egg, you know, and we just haven't had that this year. We haven't. We haven't had periods of time where we don't have a goalie that can save a puck. We don't have a goalie that gives us a chance to win. 
it seems like these these two goalies we've got are switch hitting pretty good and they both had yeah. you know an injury here or there which is expected over 82 games and Murray more so which again was probably expected given his history but he just hasn't had that uh that groaning oh my god we if if buddy plays like he did last week he's not gonna give us even a chance to win because there's gonna be four scored on us and like how are you gonna outscore that in the nhl so we haven't had that this year it's a total upgrade and i remember you know from watching the the, the amount that i was it was uh it was kind of hairy seeing what kind of jack campbell you were gonna get he was a little bit streaky and inconsistent and what was the consensus when he left town was it was there people crying hey what are you doing letting go of our goalie or how what was the vibe in toronto yeah, not really. I think many like me felt the price tag was just too expensive. And uh, we all knew that there were other teams, namely the Edmonton Oilers out there, who were prepared to pretty much pay anything to get a goaltender. Taking nothing away from Campbell. He actually had a pretty good year last year. His second half was terrible. His first half was outstanding. You sort of forget he was an all-star, right? Because of what happened. Things yeah. went off the ropes, got banged up a bit in the second half. But good on him to get that money. It's just a tough market to play in, as we know, especially when you have Connor McDavid. And that's the third conversation I wanted to get to on today's show. I know a lot of Oilers fans in the chat piping up. we got the Leafs-Oilers war back at it. Saturday night, Hockey Night in Canada. Can't wait for that one, man. But I, I try to watch as many Edmonton Oilers games as possible for one reason and one reason only. It's not Jack Campbell to watch him on the bench. It's Connor McDavid, man. Like, this guy is out of this world. And we saw this last year with Austin Matthews where it was like every game one, two goals. It, dude, honestly, documenting the Leafs last year was ridiculous. Matthews was on a different planet. But I would say like nine planets away is where Connor McDavid is. This guy is a legit shot at 70 goals this season. Again, pointless against Boston on Thursday. Doesn't really matter. He's got 54 and 66 outings. He needs 16 and 16 to crack 70. Just think about that number in this era. Yeah, you go out there, you get a hat trick, you get an empty netter here, and all of a sudden that number is looking pretty close, which is insanity. But I can just imagine the hard-ons right now of all the guys in the chat, the Oilers Nation. Now we're talking oh, about Mick Jesus, but mm -hmm. uh, for a good reason, man. He's disgusting. Like People are talking about, I'm sorry, but even comparing him to uh, Austin Matthews, Oh, Matthews had a phenomenal season last year, no doubt about yeah. it, but it, it's, it's not, not a close. comparison. There's yeah. there's no comparison to anybody in the league, to Connor McDavid. He he has it all, and he is so dynamic. When he is on, you just laugh at the screen because it's like, what league? Like, is this is there a, is there a better league this what guy's supposed to be playing from? in? Be yeah. Oh, he goes through everybody with speed and skill and vision and agility and awareness and finish and dish. Like he does it all and he does it hard and he's just on a different planet, man. And those numbers, like you're at one and a quarter already and no one else is even looking at a hundred besides your line mate who, how many points would he have if he wasn't playing with you? He probably wouldn't be in the number two spot. So you're just disgusting, man. And what what a blessing to have and and they deserve it i mean i remember playing and thinking when they got like four number ones in a row which like it's never happened before it's unheard of it's like oh my god they're going to be winning stanley cups in the next three years for years to come they're going to be a modern day dynasty like who gets those kind of picks but there just wasn't generational talent in the draft pool during that time like nail yakupov like come on he's not a generational talent but they finally they get the connor mcdavid and he is he is a franchise in himself. So 
Oilers, uh, Oilers nation has suffered a lot of bad stuff here the last decade or so, and some heartbreak and some embarrassment. And, you know, it's, it's good that they're starting to gel and, and this guy is, is what they can hang their hat on. Cause he is disgusting. You know what? I have a calendar set up here at my condo in uh, downtown Toronto. It actually counts the number of days until the McDavid contract is over and he signs with the Maple Leafs. So uh, looking forward to that in a couple years from now. You know it's coming, Rosie. You know it's coming. The heel turn right there. Oilers fans were actually in this chat thought we're just going to praise this team for 30 minutes. Fuck off. Not a shot in hell. But (laughs) jokes aside, I I love this matchup. I think anytime McDavid and Matthews get together, get to see Zach Hyman, like, People could say what they want. He priced himself out of Toronto. I think to an extent that's happened with Michael Bunting. Like you have to be realistic. Again, if you have those pillar pieces in play uh, and in place, uh, you're paying them that money. The salary cap is a factor. It just didn't make sense. But I'm happy for Zach Hyman. You know, I couple, uh, I cover, I covered him for a couple years as the Leafs radio host, and like the guy was just the epitome of class, man. Like he was tremendous. Uh, he's done great things for the Edmonton Oilers. The guy's written children's books. Like he's done everything. So looking forward to this matchup for a variety of reasons, not to mention Evander Kane's one of my favorite players in the league to watch. He's back in the mix, but I expect it to be a chippy affair because I think that game matters to both teams, man. I hope so. I hope it's a very intense game. And sometimes coming down the stretch to the playoffs, you teams can kind of tail off and start to reserve. And sometimes teams make a big push and you start to get into that play playoff atmosphere. So be interesting to see how this one goes for sure. I think the start of the game will dictate it for sure. But since you went down that road, Connor McDavid, like what a hard guy to get a read on. I mean, personality-wise, his interviews and his charisma oh. just sucks. Like, there's nothing good about it. He doesn't say anything good. He's, he's, His flair is all on the ice, and I can't tell if he's happy in Edmonton, if he's miserable. I can't tell if he's going to sign a franchise tag and stay there forever and try to win or if he's absolutely waiting to get the hell out of town and, and to think that he might want to do, you know, the move to Toronto. I don't know where that came from, if there's if there's any reason to think that other than Leafs fans just yeah. waiting, hopefully. But uh, what an unbelievable thing that would be. And there's quite a bit of talk about it for really there being no reason to think that could come to fruition, no? The guy's got a heated driveway in Edmonton. Have you seen his house? I think GQ did a shoot with him, man. The house is phenomenal. He's living the life out in Edmonton. But, like, I guess never say never. Having said that, it's a lot different than, say, the NBA, where there's just so much movement. I actually respect the fact that, and he hasn't said this publicly, like to me from the outside, it seems like McDavid, you know, the legacy is important. You know, very similar to what it was back in the day, we'll say, where guys didn't leave. They mattered. You know, they thought about the legacy. They thought about their name and their numbers going to the rafters and just being with one team. That's why I thought it was it was tough. Yeah, it was tough for like Patrick Kane. Like I do get this perception out there and it sucks to say covering the Leafs that McDavid wouldn't mind being an oiler for life to be up there with uh, with the greats of all time with Gretzky and company. We'll see. I mean, the the guy finishes all this contract and if he goes to another team and plays there for a decade, that will be his legacy just fine. Uh, Yeah, it depends what kind of guy he is and how happy he is there. I saw him, uh, I did see him in that YouTube thing where they went through his house and his girlfriend has taken everyone through and it, it was the girlfriend show. He was just getting toted around, giving terrible answers, did not want to be there at all. Like the comment yeah. sections were like, Connor, blink twice if you need to be saved and shit like that. It was so funny, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah. He's too hard of a guy to get a beat on to know if he's happy in uh, in Edmonton or not. I think winning solves a lot of problems, but uh, he just might not want to live in uh, in Edmonton for the rest of his uh, playing days. We will see, but just the thought of that is definitely getting ahead of ourselves. These guys are trained from a young age. I will say, and I've told you this off the record, I'll say it on the record. I've interviewed a lot of players in my time being a broadcaster for the last 12 years. I've interviewed McDavid, I think, a couple times, one of which was in person. I can't say I'm I'm chomping at the bit to do it again. <laughs> I did not get much. He's very stoic. He's not going to tell you anything. I think it was coming off a world championship appearance a couple years ago, and he was mentioning how he did a couple of other European cities. And I'm like, what'd you do in Amsterdam? Huh, huh, huh? And like, just no response. He just like nothing. He would give me nothing. So if I like, he, I'm somebody crack a smile. Going, like, no, he not won't crack even. a smile. He won't do anything. Yeah, it was at Biosteel Camp in Toronto, and I get it. You're doing a, a million different interviews and hits, but like he sits down. You could tell he didn't want to be there already. He's on his phone. I was like, oh, I, know, I was trying to shoot the shit before we came back from commercials. He wanted no part of the interview, but I'm taking nothing. Like, I've got nothing but good things to say about Connor McDavid. I've met him a couple times. Met him. I was at an event at All Star Weekend. He's salt of the earth, and I get it. You know, that was actually one of the questions I asked. Like, what is it like every day waking up? Um, and I don't want to say it's weighing on you, but knowing that you matter so much to a sport that everybody wants to talk to you. Can, can you think about how draining that would be, Rosie? That's why when I see him like in interviews or whatever, and like, you know, for example, my example where he really didn't want to be there, I sort of give him, give him some credit for even showing up because I, I think it's got to be just terrible to deal with that daily. Yeah, and you look at some of those like hyper superstars, that know they're going to be a superstar from a young age. They get the coaching and the training and the media yeah. awareness and whatnot. And they're usually that kind of per, uh, personality anyway to get to that level where you're just hyper-focused on one thing and you don't really develop a whole lot of outside shit like personalities and and uh, sense of humors and you're all over the place. You're pretty hyper-focused on your craft, it seems like. And I think he knows that exactly like that. He goes to a BioSteel camp. He does 15 interviews with the same bloody questions and he just knows like just put your head down answer the question generically yeah. so that there's no outside distraction don't ruffle any mm -hmm. feathers don't have people looking at you for a rebuttal or for a extra comment on this thing you said that struck a nerve like fuck all that stuff he just give the yeah. generic answer so that there's no outside distractions like it's draining enough as it is being him let alone causing controversy or perking up ears or having other people want to talk to you like he just gives the generic and moves on with his with his work well well that's why very seldom in the nhl specifically do guys even give much in terms of answers because they know the backlash like everybody's looking for a quote and i can safely say that as a media member i'm always looking for that quote in an interview and that's why mcdavid doesn't give anything and i got no problem with it having said that i would love more personality in the league i think you look at the nba specifically their top players have so much personality on a daily basis they're asking out and then conversely, you look at the Crosbys, the McDavid's, it's a, it's a much different story. But nonetheless, looking forward to that game tomorrow night and looking forward to Connor McDavid signing and being a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs in a couple of years from now. Rosie, let's get to the uh, points bet wrap up here. Good friends at points bet putting this together for us. Here we go. Let's look at the chat right now. Here uh, comes the, the, the Oilers chat's hot and heavy. Yeah, Oilers Nation's been hot and heavy in the chat, and they're two shows we put together when we're playing or when the Leafs are playing the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, I know a big uh, portion of Oilers Nation's coming down for the game tomorrow. Unfortunately, their uh, their flight was backed up today due to inclement weather. Man, winter can get lost. Like they, I know I'm talking about Toronto. It's a lot different out west, much cooler out there, much colder. 
but it just it just randomly snows the next day will be like 10 degrees it's a blizzard out there right now so uh hoping everybody in oilers nation gets here safe and and witnesses an oilers loss tomorrow against toronto maple leafs uh, matthew writes in kucherov is sneaky dirty uh, Daki all over the chat oilers fan here looking forward to the game today or tomorrow and good luck to you um kerwin talks about uh, wayne simmons always being a toronto maple leafs potential he could get called up men throw some mitts around against Tampa Bay lightning you never know uh, Zach, who I believe Zach Langer, good buddy over at Oilers Nation. I hope Leafs fans are ready to see what a real superstar looks like tomorrow night. So troll in the chat. Great to see. I love this type of fire, man. This is what the game was meant for. And that's why, you know, the one season we did have at that North division was a lot of fun to watch and, and cover. Yeah, big time. That was fun. You don't see that very often. <clears throat> like you say, an example is we only play him twice and we don't maybe mm -hmm. potentially even get to see Jack Campbell, which is a wicked storyline that people would love yeah, to see. Love but that. you only play him twice. You don't get that shot. You play him four times. There's a better chance, obviously. But uh, Oilers fans are always good at chirping. They're always the loudest. And I think it's they've had to build up a thick skin. They've gotten nothing but heat and had to defend themselves for years. And uh they're yeah. ready. They're ready to fire they back these days. And uh, they're always a vocal group, man. I see nothing but Flames Oilers talk with my friends on the golf course, in the group chats. It's uh, it's always hot and heavy. So I like it. I like it a lot. Producer Alex, by the way, put up a great poll in the chat. Would you start Campbell versus the Leafs? A resounding 83% said no. <laughs> so that tells you <laughs> all you need to know about Oilers Nation, how they feel about Jack Campbell right now. Um, just reading on as well, GSIPP00, Marner plus Matthews equals McDavid. That's fair. I mean, it just shows you how great Connor McDavid is and looking forward to see what he does tomorrow. Dacky writes in, underrated, Leon Drysettle and Ryan Nugent Hopkins too. Yeah, there's a lot of guns on both sides. Are you expecting the over in that game, by the way? Yeah, I am. Uh Goaltending on both sides is kind of totally up in the air. And you got Connor McDavid, maybe a little pissed off from being held off the score sheet of a mm. big win. Um, I think Austin Matthews is feeling it a little bit. And uh, he could start to catch fire here like we've been hoping. And there's nothing but firepower with uh, guys at the top of the standings, uh, points and goals-wise. So why, why wouldn't you take the over? I wonder what it's set at. I would think six and a half, maybe. Interesting it might to be see, seven. but I'll check points. Yeah. But. It might close at seven. I think it closed at seven last time. Uh, Soham writes in, by the way, big fanboys. Uh, goes on to say, Rosie, tell us about my boy Colton Orr, that fight in Philadelphia. Do you remember what fight he's talking about? There's probably a bunch of them, no? Uh, when I fought him, I was with Philly playing okay. against them. It was That's my what he's first, talking first about. game. My first game for the Flyers was back in Toronto against the old team. So, um, that was probably one of the highlights of my career. I scored the game-winning goal. It just, like, tipped off the shaft of my stick, and then I fought Colton Orr and uh, held on for the win. So it was a, a huge uh, huge intro for me to be in Philly. But uh, to go after Orzy and him throwing those right hands that are hot and heavy, and we went after it. Fuck. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that happened. We had a chat afterwards after. He was pretty heated, actually. Of course he but, did. Uh, yeah. yeah, didn't think we would, uh, didn't think that would end up happening, but away she went, and that was my intro to the Philadelphia Flyers. So, good way to do it, I guess. We tried to get Colton Orr on the podcast. He politely declined. I don't think he wanted to talk to you, Rosie. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, he's, uh, he can be kind of introverted in certain ways. And yeah, yeah, he's gotten out of the game and he's before. pretty, yeah. uh, invested in the stuff he does. So, yeah, we'll work on him. Don't worry, we'll work on him.
I had Orzi on the Unmuzzled with Nick Alberga podcast I did a couple of years ago, and he was fantastic. Uh, just really, really good insight and stuff. So we love Cold Nor here on the podcast. Uh, just wrapping as well. We want Pringle McDingle's looking for a Luke Shen update. Have we had a baby yet? Anything to report on that? Is he still in Vancouver? Yeah, I think he's in Toronto now. I will double check and have oh. an update uh, on on Monday. <laughs> Dude, yeah, you're, shit, you're I should have Luke an update Shen here guy. ready to go. I don't want to bug you're, him. You're I don't the Luke Shen guy. Okay. I know. Apparently, I'm the you're insider. The... I feel like Drager right now. Everyone clamoring for info. It feels powerful. Oh, Vancouver fans were up in arms, man. You were breaking shit left and right in the program. But we don't need an update on Monday. I'll let you know on Saturday if Luke Shen's on the ice for his re-home <laughs> debut. Then there's your answer. But anyways, he, uh, we'll keep already, it at that. He already told me he'll be yeah. there. He already told me he'll be okay. there. Okay. Okay, so that, that is confirmed. You heard it here first on Leafs Morning Take. Luke Shen will be back in the Maple Leafs lineup without a new kid, without a third kid, right? To my knowledge, yes. To my knowledge, he is. Uh, Jess has still got the baby bump going, so <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to have a PJ on standby, I think, and he'll be flying oh, west fuck. hot and heavy if uh, next week is my guess. I love this, that you're the Luke Shen insider. And uh, by the way, for everybody in the chat, Luke has agreed to come on this show. He was on this show in, uh, what was it, October, November? He was really good, but Rosie broached him on a question. We got to play that back to him when he comes on. Like, Rosie was really pressing him, saying, hey, what would it mean to you to be a Leaf again? And next thing you know, four months later, he's a member of the Leafs again. So we're going to get him on again, right? Yeah, definitely. He was going to and then didn't feel right about it with the team not being there. But he'll be on here, I don't know, probably next week, maybe, and uh, depending oh, on the schedule. Okay. But that'll be funny to play that because he gave such a piece of shit generic yeah. uh, the no information, which you got to expect. He's under contract yeah. for the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, you just, that's just a no-no talking about what it would mean to play for a different fucking team. But that was hilarious. Yeah. We had to roll our eyes and say, yada, yada, yada. Okay, next question. That was terrible. And he's he was a little bit chuckling at that. But uh I think when he comes on, we can get his real opinion on that. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I love people in the chat here. Somebody's asking for a Kaprizov update. I guess we're an NHL show now. Uh, since I do cover fantasy hockey, he's out for three to four weeks. So it anticipates sort of time, same sort of timeline as Ryan O'Reilly, three to four weeks, probably comes back for the last couple games of the season for the Minnesota Wild. So we'll leave it at that again. Uh, everybody coming down from Oilers Nation, be safe. Uh, the weather's kind of shitty as I look outside right now. I'm not sure it's supposed to be maintaining all day long. So get into town. Have a couple drinks and enjoy the game tomorrow night. Rosie, enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll talk on Monday. Okay, buddy? I will. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll see you on Monday with the Oilers win in our pocket. I'm going to go NHL.com right now. I'm going to purchase a Connor McDavid number 97 Toronto Maple Leaf jersey. That's Jay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Take care.